they are all my children, and some of them were much needier than others. <laughs> hey, others were truth. very, very easy. Adventurers, my name is Lee. I'm Joe, and welcome to Mage Productions. For this week, we have somebody joining us that has joined us many times before. Yes, but for something very different than slightly different. What we kind of had her on for before. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, Megan Lynn for the win is with us. <gasps> hey, it's me. It's you. You keep having me back. <laughs> we, yeah, do. we do. Wonderful, poor judges of character. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what we pride ourselves on it really oh. is you know that's what we're all about mm-hmm. i mean it's important to know what you're about mm-hmm. and just embrace that and live in your truth absolutely yeah. exactly um but so we've had you on a lot to talk about systems and all of those amazing things that you play but we want to talk about you this time Yay! <laughs> <laughs> a subject in which I am very comfortable talking about. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but so you do a lot of awesome things between like streaming and writing games and just like that's awesome. Yeah. So I yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Like what okay. kind of got you into streaming yeah. and what got you into writing your own games and just kind of the history of that. Yeah, so I'm fairly new to both of those things. Um, I've been both streaming and writing games for less than a year. Um, I, huh, I've never actually thought about what got me into it. I think what really got me into it is I responded to an open um, call, uh, an open casting call for Encounter Roleplay, and I was like, Streaming might be fun. (laughs) Why not? Why not? And then I got cast on a show, which was super, super fun. And then that kind of, um, kind of like compounded from there. And I've, um, been on Encounter Roleplay and I've streamed a bunch on my friend Jess's channel, um, which is where we played our Spire game. And we've played like a lot of really cool, like one shots. Um, she loves to, highlight different like indie rpgs which is really fun and does like amazing tabletop streaming um i've gotten to do some like charity one shots over at thread raiders who run an amazing community and now um i am on the chromatic chimera which is a wonderful channel they just turned a year old um within the past couple weeks and I'm there playing with my same group that we played. I played with on Encounter Roleplay, um, playing D&D. We have an Eberron campaign that's actually finishing up. Um, so we're working on our plans for our next campaign that we're going to be playing on the Chromatic Chimera. And now I host a monthly show there um, where I facilitate GM-less and prep-less games for a varying pool of people that I convince to come on my show and play GMless and prepless games with me, Um, which has been an absolute blast because I was unaware of how little people in general know that about GMless and prepless games. So that's been a lot of fun to get to just like 
grab a bunch of different friends and facilitate these games that I love very much and like get them out there to a broader audience. So that's been a ton of fun. So those are really my main projects now. Um, but it's been awesome. I love, I love streaming. Um, it's very, I love my home games and I love playing, um, like non-streamed games, but there's something about streaming games that are just an added, just a little added something extra. Like our D and D stream has an amazing chat, um, that is very, interactive so it's really fun like during like downbeats to get to like interact with the people watching um which is something that I really like too but really I am trying to pull back from a lot of streaming because I've been working on um a lot of game design lately you're doing (laughs) a lot right now (laughs) yeah I I never realized that it's a lot until somebody like puts it into perspective and it's like hey you've done this in like this amount of time I'm like all right well I guess when you put it like that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I've been doing game design my first game I published last June so it's almost been a year um and I currently have nine I should know this nine ten I think it's nine games. Um, I'm going to very covertly look at my phone (laughs) to find out for sure while I stall for time. Um, (laughs) I think it's like a perfect, like a professional would. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we're professionals. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. It's 10. So there's been 10, (laughs) um, 10 games um, that are all kind of different from, one another and yet they have like very similar i have a i think i have a very cohesive like writing style and that's just like i want to write games that don't require gms and that you just sit there and tell a story with your friends um Mm -hmm. because those are the games i like to play and i'm very selfish in that i write games for me (laughs) um (laughs) there is nothing wrong with that (laughs) there's absolutely nothing wrong with that not at all no (laughs) um so yeah and i don't really so what got me into writing games is i have some absolutely incredible friends that are writing some phenomenal games and i wanted to do that and i'm like i can't write games and one of my friends was i was like one of my friends who writes games I'm like how do you how do you do it like how do you write a game and he's like you just write it <laughs> which sounds oh. like cool. yeah it's like oh but then like i did that and I was like, all right, I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now here we are. Um, I like to think I've gotten better at it. But really, it's just you have an idea. And sometimes sometimes it comes to you and you can write a draft of a game fairly quickly. And sometimes like I have ideas that I have been half formed for like months they're just waiting. They're just waiting. They're waiting for the moment. And now they're lying in wait. Ten games in. Yeah. Wow. Some of them are pretty good. Yeah. So I've seen Session Zero, which I've actually personally used for my upcoming D and D campaign that I'm gonna be a player in for the first time, and I'm nervous <gasps> as heck. That's really um, fun. And the Silent Garden, 
which is nuts. <laughs> Just saying. I think I'm like, <laughs> like, I love all of my games. And like, obviously, like, I love all of my games. But like, when I wrote The Silent Garden, oh my lord. Um, but I guess back maybe background on The Silent Garden, which is one <laughs> of my newer ones. Um, the Silent Garden is a solo RPG, um, which seems appropriate in the current um, scape of the world mm-hmm. with physical distancing and all of that stuff. I was like, maybe I'll try to write a game about, maybe I'll just try to write a solo game, which is something I had never done before. And I'm a big mythology nerd. Um, and I was like, I want to write a game about Medusa, I guess. Um, but, and it's funny, I had said like some games take a lot longer to write. Some games come to you quickly. The Silent Garden I wrote in like two days. Wow. Um, I got the idea like one morning, like it was like for like a Wednesday morning at work. I wrote up all of the statue prompts like went home, wrote all of the paths, and then the next day at work put everything together. So it was yeah, it was like a two day span. Um, but yeah, it's a solo um, written in the style of a choose your own adventure game about Medusa just walking through her garden and remembering all of the people, former people now statues um, that reside in her garden. Um, and it was a challenge to figure out the best way to put it together. I knew I wanted it to be like a choose your own adventure, but it turns out writing a choose your own adventure is quite difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Especially in two days. For real. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the brain is very forgiving and sometimes it is not. Um, but yeah, when that came together, I was... I was. I still am very, very proud of it. I think it's probably, like, the coolest thing that I've written, just style-wise, I think is really, really cool. Um, so I'm super, super proud of it. And then, of course, you, Session Zero is is my baby. Session Zero is the, the fir- my first game, one that started it all, um, and has been... I never, ever expected the reception that Session Zero got. I was not expecting it to be something that people wanted i just wrote it because it was something that i wanted to exist and Mm. now it's been downloaded 1300 times um yeah which is incredibly surreal which i just hope means that there are 1300 people out there making pcs to play (laughs) games with um and now i've got i'm creating the physical cards which i'm which is very surreal to like hold Mm. them in my hand um yeah i have a set of the physical cards and they're they're great and just to give a little bit about session zero so i used it to build my character it has like question prompts that you can answer based on like for your character and i think that this is probably the most effort i've ever put into creating anything tabletop related (laughs) and like i've built an entire world says the dm that has been running games in this world that we created for the last five years 
Well, yeah, but sure. more effort into this one piece. <laughs> yeah, but this character. <laughs> but this character. Well, because, like, all right, with world building at the table, like, it's very much like, I don't know, the shop is called bleh, and now it's canon, and that's what it is. Like, ta-da. Like, it's fine, and you pick up and you move on, and it's, like, you can't prepare for NPC names at all. It's just not a thing. Nope. No. But, like, these, these questions are very pointed, with still being very broad all at the same time. And that's and that's the purpose of yeah. them is it, it's enough to make you think, mm-hmm. but broad enough. Like I wanted it to be a game that wasn't like just for D&D. Like I wanted it to be something that you could use to make characters for any RPG. It's There's nothing in it specifically to any one particular game. And I wanted it to be something that's guided, but not railroady like i wanted it to be something that like makes people think and go from there and i find it funny because you're not the only one that i've heard um like i have friends who are like i don't do any pc backstory i don't do any planning for my characters and now i have session zero and i'm actually like writing out my backstories which i'm like i'm a backstory person clearly that's why i wrote the game (laughs) Um, so it's, it's funny to hear people who are like, well, I normally don't prep this much then using, um, session zero. And like I said, so we have like the physical decks that I have, um, on my store. And then the PDF version, you just play with a standard deck of cards and each, um, card in the deck has a prompt assigned to it. So you can download the PDF and just play with a standard deck of cards, um, which I wanted it to be something that was accessible um, in that way. I never actually thought I would be printing physical decks of them, which is super cool. And I just um, released an expansion to it not too long ago um, with two new suits of questions, um, which I was very excited to do. Yeah. Yeah. So more... More character building questions. That's that's always been my jam. I love character creation. I love bond creation between PCs. Um, every game that I've written has that as a mechanic. That's usually the first thing that I put together. The first thing I think of when I'm writing a game. Um, like specifically, I remember my game Almost Home, which is about um, the crew of a spaceship on their the last leg of a long haul space mission like heading home from their having completed their mission and the first thing that came to my mind was the bond mechanic of it and i wrote the bond questions and sat back and was like all right now these need a game <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote the game around wanting to use that bond mechanic um which was fun cuz that's that's what i like about games is i like creating your players and i like creating like the stories between them before you even go into like the story that you're telling Mm -hmm. um so that's something that features pretty heavily in all of my games is like digging into like who are you and what makes you tick and Mm -hmm. what are you in relation to these other people that you're playing this game with um and that kind of thing that's really cool because it's it seems to be such a small part of most of the bigger games out there like D&D honestly from what I know most people are just like yeah screw it 
backstory, whatever, bonds, flaws, who cares? I'm just going to go yeah. murder things and loot. Right. <laughs> Which makes it very hard for the game master. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> like with little backstory and little bonds between the characters, then it's, it's really just very dependent on the setting and it's very dependent on the mm-hmm. campaign story mm-hmm. and on what it is that you're currently doing, which is fine and great. Yeah. But like there's people at the table. We want to play together. Right. Yeah. Right. Like in the players should drive the story as much as the game master does. And if the players have that backstory and have those bonds with each other, then they're driving a lot of the action as well. And the GM's kind of more leading, um, but yeah, that's and that's something that I had noticed. Um, but then there are games like Spire and Masks and Royal Blood and Monster of the Week that have built in when you're making your character saying like another person in this party did this. What happened? Or like you have you feel this way about another party member. Who is it? What is like? And that gets you into the nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. um, which I think, especially for like a longer game, like I've only written games that were meant to be played as a one and done. Um, but I think it's it's important to establish that between the characters. And and that's what I like. I like story story driven, character driven games. Um, and I find lately I've been writing or I wrote recently wrote a two-player game um i'm working on another two-player game now because i i've also found that playing two-player games is like it it's like friends and i have like equated it to like getting a cup of coffee with like an like an online friend or like like an rpg friend it's like oh do you want to like hang out for a couple hours it's like oh do you want to play this two-player game (laughs) (laughs) and for a while, the only one that I had, and I still play it all the time, is Starcrossed um, by Alex Roberts, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I want, I'm like, there should be more two-player games. Like, I want to play more two-player games and just, like, spend that time, like, with one other person. Um, so I've I've got two, two of my games right now are two-player, and then I'm working on one um, currently that's another two-player game. That's really cool. I'm a big fan. It is really cool. And I mean, kind of, I I like that smaller kind of feel to it. And I, I think that's why I haven't played the secret garden yet. Almost because I'm slightly afraid to. <laughs> um, well, so like you're Medusa and you're walking through your garden and you're looking at these statues and it it gives you prompts of describing the statues based on like X. Like this person is someone who is like, I don't have the PDF pulled in front of me. Yeah, so let I me can't see. give like I can probably remember so, but some of them are yeah, it's like somebody you loved, yeah, somebody, somebody you hated, loved somebody or you hurt you or things like this, and I'm like <laughs> my brain is like, well, all right. Let's dig like, into it could that. Be, yeah, like it could be something that could be very cathartic if you yeah. wanted it to, to be that way, yeah. which um, is like cool because when I wrote it, I hadn't really thought of it in that way. And I think 
hearing from people who have played it have told me like how cathartic of an experience it was i'm like huh all right yeah like that's really cool it is really cool and i thought about it i thought this was interesting i don't know if it actually is um but i thought about it from like the perspective of because joe and i were talking about like a new kind of podcast or story that we wanted to do based on like one of the gods of our world and like what if he was walking through this garden like who are these people that he would see and kind of like building a story based off of that and how that intertwines and i thought that'd be pretty cool yeah Yeah. for sure Mm -hmm. like it's like the silent garden is a very specific um situation but i feel like it is something like that kind of prompt based thing like it really digs deep into things without a lot of like surf like on the surface it doesn't seem like much it's just like a simple question like who is this Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. um but if you allow it to really kind of sink deeper it can mean so much more and a lot of my games are prompt based um because they're gmless and they're storytelling games and I and that's always my goal is like I want it to be I want prompts to be like broad enough that you can fit it over like a broad spectrum of what you're trying to tell but it's enough that it will like elicit emotion from you if you're real when you're like are in it um which is which is really cool like when I've played my own games which still scares the crap out of me when I go to like play test my own games or like play game play like my games with people it's it's utterly terrifying um but there are just these little moments where like something will happen I'm like all right that's cool (laughs) (laughs) like it's so hard to admit in my heart of hearts that like be like something that I created is cool and then I'll be like all right that's cool yeah (laughs) That's the artist I, in us. Yeah. It's like, no, like, it's just a, it's whatever, you know, it's fine. And then like, when I like read the silent garden after I put it all together, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, be like, I can pretty firmly say that this is cool. Cause yeah. Like, I mean, everyone's, we're all our own worst critic. Yeah. <laughs> True that. <laughs> Joe and I are both like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yep. Yep. But I know, like, my longest game, so I don't even remember when, um, January, I think, I wrote, or I published a hack of, um, Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by, um, Vincent and McGay Baker, which is one of my favorite jamless games. I wrote a hack of it about pirates and mermaids and the Royal Navy all trying to maintain control of this, like, small chain of islands in the middle of the ocean. Um, and it's 30 something pages long and took me from like start to finish, like six months. Wow. Um, it's called one particular Harbor because I am a huge Jimmy Buffett fan and I can't help myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so of course I named my game after a Jimmy Buffett song. I can only be who I am and I love mermaids. So I wanted to write a game about mermaids. Um, but yeah, I wrote, I wrote it over the course of a, of 
the summer last summer and then it just kind of sat because I was afraid to go in and edit it <laughs> because it it was just a lot and I was and then when it finally like everything came together it was that was probably like the most nervous I've ever been like actively going and like publishing a game because for the most part it takes me around like a week or so it depends on the game some games take a couple days some days take a couple weeks but this was something that like I had worked on for so long and just agonized over making it like exactly the game that I wanted it to be and that was probably like the most nervous I was like publishing a game like you could ask there's a good handful of my friends that like I'll write a game they'll look at it like throughout like the draft phase and be like no this is good and then I'm like all right it's done and they're like well you're gonna publish I'm like Oh, <laughs> there's no reason not to, but <laughs> nope. I did all this work to just let it sit here. Yep, right. that's always there's always like that moment where I'm like, well, there's no reason not to publish it. But if you give me some time, I could probably think of one. <laughs> but hold on, uh-huh. just give me, give me a second. Yeah, like, like oh, because then it's out in the world where people can see it, mm-hmm. which is the point but still yeah that's awesome you've got some really great stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you yeah i'm 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 a fan of myself i guess i guess you have to be but um it feels weird to be like yeah i wrote these things and they're cool um but if you think that telling stories with your friends is cool then i write a lot about space (laughs) i have a couple games about space i really like space Mm -hmm. Um, cause I love it. <laughs> Space is like great. I said, like I, like I write, I write the games that I want to play. So yeah, that's kind of a guaranteed way to like what you're writing. That is true. <laughs> it is true. Like, well, and it yeah. makes all the difference. Like mm-hmm. liking mm-hmm. the thing that you're creating. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would help yeah. the, the process go a whole lot smoother than like, man, I gotta <laughs> go work on that again. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm writing this, but I really uh-huh. hate it. It's like, <laughs> I yeah, I know like, how that mm. goes. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, I've painted some things where I'm like, I hate this model. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. But I have to finish it because I started it. But also, I hate <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. so it's gonna take me forever, and I'm just gonna complain about it the entire time. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to think of every excuse I can to not work on this mm-hmm. and work on other things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, I have one game on my, like, I have like a to-do list, quote unquote, of just like game ideas. Mm-hmm. And I have one that like, the game is like halfway done and it's been halfway done for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, like, it's a cute idea. I'm like, I just can't, I'm like, I can't with you. I'm like, back like come just just go go sit in timeout until i'm ready to figure out what you want to be because i have no idea what it wants to be and that's so that's any anyone who sees like any of my drafts or anything like while i'm like actively writing a game is it's hilarious because i'll just be writing and i'll get on a tear and i'll like write this and i'll be like this is a damn good paragraph like all this stuff and then it'll just say in all caps 
but what comes next? <laughs> or put more stuff here. Mm-hmm. Like my current draft in like four different places says when like it'll be like when this happens, be like what happens when this happens? <laughs> or it'll be like or like or sometimes it just says like this wording sucks revisit this please <laughs> like i just write myself all of these like it's like the ramblings of a mad woman is you know i'll like write something and then i'll put like in parentheses like six questions be like does this work would this be better what about this <laughs> i mean that's all part of the process though right yes i what what little process i'm like do i have a process <laughs> it's all part of a process it, it might not it's be part of the a pro- process, like it is, but it's part of a right. process. I mean, literally, by definition, it is part of a process. Yeah. Like, from start to finish, like, a game does get written. It never happens the same way mm-hmm. or in the same time frame. But, I mean, I guess it is technically a process. Yeah. Well, and I think that's fair because all games are different. So it would make sense that each one is approached differently and the tact is different and yeah some they are all my children and some of them were much needier than others (laughs) (laughs) others were very very easy (laughs) some were very easy to bring into this world others mm -mm. (laughs) kicking and screaming oh that's fair but i i love them all yeah. The ones I wrote in a day and the ones that took me months and months. I still love them. <laughs> so which game are you most proud of at this point? Oh god. I'm I'm gonna make you hmm. pick a favorite child. Yeah. Pick a favorite <laughs> child. Um Alright, I have two answers and I know that I'm not picking a favorite child. I think <laughs> I'm most so I'm most proud of Yeah, so I have two that I'm most proud of for different reasons. So I'm most proud of session zero because it's the first game that i ever wrote i was not expecting it to do anything really um i just wrote it because i thought it would be kind of cool and was like you know what let's give game writing a try let's see if it does anything and i think had it not been as like well received like i don't know if i would have like, I would have kept writing games, but I think that was really, like, very encouraging to me to, like, have to see that it was something that, like, people enjoyed. And even now, almost a year later, that people are consistently, like, using it and I'm hearing about people playing it. And it's so that is just so wonderful um, to have, like, the very first thing I wrote um still be something that like anytime somebody tells me that they built a character using that game i'm like it just makes me absolutely giddy like i i love it so much um but i think as far as like style and so like i love the silent garden i'm so proud of that game and i didn't know what was I didn't know what it was going to be when I had the idea and it just came to me so not fully formed, but pretty fully formed. Um, just 
and I, I wrote it, I had taken like a good, at this point it had been like a month um, after I had written the game before it, Parahelion, which is about the sun and moon being in love because I'm very much on brand um, and wanted to write a game about the sun and the moon being in love. I was like, I'm taking a break. I need to just like recharge. I was doing a lot of streams. I was playing a lot of games, writing a lot. And I was like, I'm just going to take a break and do nothing until something comes, an idea comes to me on its own. And that idea came to me so fast and fully realized that like I did nothing but write this game for two days and I just I'll still like I'll look through the pdf I'm just like like I wrote this and I read it and I'm like I cannot like I wrote this and I can't believe it um which is which is a feeling I get like every so often like I'll look through like a pdf of one of my games and I'll see like one or two sentences and I'm like that's really good good job <laughs> Megan but just everything about the Silent Garden, like just the way that it's played and just the very idea that I figured out how to write the damn thing, the exactly the way that I like pictured it. Um, I'm just like infinitely proud of that. Yeah. I love yeah. It. It's amazing. I love all of my kids, but <laughs> I'm very, I'm, my husband called me out because after I published it, I'm like, I think this is the coolest thing I've ever written. He goes, you think every he's like you think the newest game you've written is always the coolest thing you've ever written i'm like no but this is the coolest thing i have ever written <laughs> that's how it should be uh-huh. that's progression uh-huh. yeah yeah but it's real cool it is really cool it is really cool be medusa Oof. play the silent garden yeah. go walk around in your garden e yeah sure but no do it it only has to be a little bit scary. <laughs> only a little bit. Only a little. Sure. All right. But, I mean, I should probably tell people where to find these things, eh? That would yeah. be a good idea. So why don't you tell us yeah. all about how to connect with you and where we can find all your stuff. Yeah, so you can find me mostly on Twitter. Um, right now, I am just tweeting nonstop about how much I love heart. Um the game, not the band, although I have nothing against the band. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at MeganLynnFTW, um, where I just shout about RPGs. Um, it's pretty much 90% of what I do. The other 10% is shit posting. So if that sounds like something you like, come hang out with me. Um, <laughs> you can find um, any of all of the games that I've written at MeganLynnFTW.itch.io. Um, so all of my games are there. Um, any of my paid games do have free community copies available, so you can go download them for free if you are not in a position to purchase them. Um, so check them out, pretty please. Um, and you can also find physical copies of my game Session Zero, which is a card deck um, full of character creation prompts um, at MeganLynnFTW.store. Um, so you can find those there if you're so inclined. Yeah, and that's me. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for like the hundredth time. Absolutely. <laughs> Eventually, you'll become bored of me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. We need to have you come on and talk challenge accepted through some of your games. Uh-huh. I think that'd be really cool. 
do systems yeah. episode with your own stuff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why? <laughs> sure. That's all mildly <laughs> terrifying. Let's do it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Literally any time. I am happy to come back and hang out with y'all. I think we are happy to have you literally any time also. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. If you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mage underscore podcast or check out our website, mageproductions.com. Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five-star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you think. And we would like to give a huge shout out to our partners and sponsors. First off, Hit Dice. Check them out at hitdicepod.com and on Twitter at hitdicepod. And of course, last but not least, sonerdware.com, a place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. They're also on Twitter at sonerdware. So you can go to sonerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then, once you find everything, you can use code MAGE to get 10% off your entire order. 